everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with a huge inspiration of mine and many others when it comes to creativity and creating on the spot, left a lep from Albino Zebras and Conscious Souls out of Toronto, Canada. A real pleasure to have him share his thoughts with everyone and to be able to exchange with him on a variety of topics. We get into Albino Zebra's history, coming from a small town and how that influenced his style, outside influences like architecture on his style, flow states, what is biting, and more. Huge shout out to Lance and all the Albino Zebras for being a constant inspiration and just generally cool guys. Hope you all enjoy the talk. Peace. All right, what's up? We're here with Left Lep, Lance from Albino Zebras and Conscious Souls. Yeah. What's going on? Chilling, man. What's up? Yeah, it's been a long time, I think. Out here, you know, yeah. haven't chatted in a while. Yeah. Living that COVID dead life. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, yeah. So usually what I do is I get people to kind of just introduce themselves, give a little background on themselves for anyone who doesn't know who they are or who, anyone who wants a refresher. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm Left to Let. I'm originally from small town London, Ontario. I moved to Toronto and started doing a lot of breaking, actually probably before that in the Toronto b-boy scene. Um, kind of developed my own sort of, I don't know, people call it innovative style. I call it just doing what I know <laughs> and doing a lot of freestyling and just looking at breaking a very different way when I, you know, coming from a small town place when I moved to Toronto, I was just bringing it. I realized very quickly I was bringing something different. I just kind of kept up with it, you know? Hmm. So that's me, small yeah. town, small town boy. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I was always kind of curious, like, so, Albino zebras, uh, like what's the history, what's the background on that? I don't really know. Of the much. name? Yeah, like just the crew and the name and where it comes from. Oh, the original crew, the original crew is Epilectrics. Epilectrics. Epilectrics, yeah. Right. So that's why my name is Left to Left. We started a crew and then I, I said, the guy that put me, he was a rapper, a local MC, and I looked up to him a lot. He said, okay, you can break. This is dope. You're going to put together a crew. We're going to, you're going to do a show for us. He's like, well, whatever it is, it has to be something with epilepsy, you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So, you know, whatever. I was like, okay, fine. We're, we'll be epilectrics. We made it as a joke, like a uh, flip on bag of tricks, you know, or the epile we'll do the epilectrics, you know? <laughs> so then, you know, so we ran that as a joke for a while and we just kind of kept the name. And then we came to Toronto, we're like, okay, well, this is a jokey name. Gizmo, or sorry, Mariano invited us to our first uh, crew battle in Toronto. It was actually Dizzy's first battle too, which is oh, kind wow. of fun. So yeah, and it was the same battle. I can't remember the name of that spot, but it was, anyways, we'll get to that. We can talk about that later, but so we get in, we're on our way there. We're like, okay, serious battle. This is invite Toronto. Okay, we're going to rep our skills, so we can't, let's just pick a name. 
and we're listening to this rap track. We're listening to really underground stuff at the time. And, and somebody in the line said, oh, it makes no sense like albino zebra. And then we started thinking about that. And we're like, oh, it makes no sense like albino zebra. And we're like, that actually doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, but does it make sense that we came up with all these theories of it? And we're like, whatever, that's it. We're albino zebra. And then we showed up at the jam and the guy, I think they, they didn't even know what our name is. They're like, okay, you guys are from small town white guys. You got invited. So what's your name? You know, we're like albino zebra. They're like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. We're like, yep, we're, we're sticking with it, you know? Yeah. So they were just like, perfect, perfect name. I just wanted to check, you know? Yeah, it's a good name. And I think actually I, a lot of it was just like making fun of like breaking names at the time, you know, like Battle Squad, you know, <laughs> you know perfect breaking device, you know, or whatever, like you know, all these crazy names are like, fuck it, Albino Zebra, A to yeah, Z. Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's not yeah. like, it's just a name. Like, yeah, it's just a name. It, you know, people read, read into it. They give me, I've heard a lot of theories that people told me about what it means. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's cool. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a cool sounding name and be, yeah. people can read into it if they want to or they can sure. not. And yeah. it's not like super breaking battle whatever yeah that kind of thing yeah i mean we're i mean our our crew styles we don't you know i don't know if you know i'm sure you figured this out we don't really take ourselves too seriously that's part <laughs> yeah, of our yeah. development you know yeah well you have that motto like dare to be stupid kind of thing right? dare to be stupid you know that's yeah. from transformers you know is that from transformers, I thought that was from like... transformers. actually tintin gave me that one because he used to he used to break and then he'd he used to tell me i he i reminded him of uh the Transformers, the movies, you know, when they go to visit Rekgar and they go on that like Rekgar planet, the it's robot been way planet. Too long since I've seen Anyway, it. so yeah, they go yeah, on yeah. this Rekgar robot planet and there's all these like, the guys oh, talking yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they dance to this song. It's Dare to Be Stupid, right? So hinted <laughs> from oh, that's uh, original funny. Roots. Yeah. So he's he's like, dude, every time he dances, he's like, Dare to Be Stupid. He keeps thinking <laughs> it out. So I thought it was so funny. I was like, okay, that's the motto. That movie is so ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't that like they, they randomly swear too? It's like... Oh, man, I don't know. I'd block that out. There's <laughs> just one part where they're like, oh, like Unicron like eats a planet or something. And I think it was like Jazz or something. And he's just like, oh, shit. Just randomly in the movie. <laughs> I just left it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't anyway. even remember because I swear so much. Anyways, I just, you know, I just assume everybody's swearing all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's for Dan. Try not to swear on your podcast. No, I don't care. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody. I don't cares. have any sponsors or anything like that to please or whatever. It's so. not for the kids. It's not for the kids. It's for okay. anyone who wants to listen. All five people that are listening. It's for real people. Okay. Yeah, but I always thought "Dare to Be Stupid" was like a weird Al Yankovic. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You got you got to be vulnerable, man. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's when you're the, coming that's out. It. You're wearing a zebra hat, and your your crew's called up on a zebra, and you're you're not doing any of the cool moves. Yeah. And you got to be like, okay, I'm just a vulnerable human in this position. Yeah, well, I think that's a really important thing to to bring up. Like, you know, one of the things that I've been just thinking a lot about recently is like, you know, freestyle and and what goes into that. Because like. I used to be complete opposite. I had to have like, I do this, then this, then this. Mm -hmm. And super. Yeah, like... I always wanted, I always wanted to be like you. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, I'm the opposite, right? Yeah. I always wanted to be like you. Like, 
you, That's Jester, uh, like all these people who could just like create in the moment, create off the top of their head and and uh yeah. and do that yeah but like that's one thing that i learned is it, you really you gotta kind of like kill your your ego or your this image of yourself who you are and and how you look yeah, to you other do. people and just like yeah, said, you do. to be stupid it's not easy I, I, that's the it's oh, the yeah. emotional uh toll is the hard part yeah 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 it's really crazy like yeah the more you get into that the more you kind of like it's i don't know like you look at your yourself but it's kind of like a it's almost like therapy almost it's a, a crazy thing it is like therapy and yeah it is actually therapy <laughs> yeah, right. especially now you know yeah, yeah yeah i'm dancing a lot lately and it's it's 100 therapy yeah um but it's 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 the hardest part i would say for my approach or our approach is that when you're freestyling all the time you don't actually have any ownership over anything mm-hmm. yeah so like there's nothing i actually have that's like Oh, I've worked out this thing and this is my thing and I, I present my thing and this is me, you know? Right, right. Like yeah. I don't even know what I am in the you know, when you're when you're changing all the time and you're always like adopting and, and sort of absorbing yeah. and and letting out and, and you're just sort of a vessel, mm. then you're like almost nothing, you know? <laughs> you're just feeling in the moment and then it's gone. It's yeah. like it's but- gone. there's no there's no painting to sell you know yeah that's true yeah that's that's yeah. one thing that that's come up a lot so it's recently. part of the struggle yeah but part of the therapy yeah yeah like i don't know anyway yeah i've always i've always kind of admired that about about you and about yeah your your crew and stuff like you guys have always just had that um i guess tradition of just really being in the moment and like the more the older I get and the more that I learn about breaking like that was a huge part of it was in the beginning was just like that's what it was it was you hear music and it's not like especially in the beginning when they didn't even know what what they were doing what breaking was yeah, it wasn't totally. a thing like it was yeah. just a reaction to music like yeah totally. yeah so yeah I've always like respected that about you guys that you've and maybe that's the ownership too is because you know when we started it's yeah. like we didn't have anybody around to mentor and there's mm. really not many videos so mm. you're spending so much time just trying to figure it out like oh just True. being in the moment because there's not there's no other moment to be in it's you know you're not waiting right mm-hmm. so yeah but like you know i still think that in particular in particular like you and and Jesse have like carved out these, even though you guys are doing these creating in the moment, kind of like it's there and then it's gone kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have developed not necessarily moves, but like way, a way of moving. Yeah. So, like, so that's, that's where I'm at now is yeah. like, I think, and, and, you know, looking back and trying to figure out, okay. And it's embodied, right? Like mm-hmm. regardless of whether I, I'm conscious of it. I'm in, I'm doing these embodied movements, mm-hmm. whether I'm conscious of it or conscious. So now I'm trying to go back and be like, okay, so what is the, what is, what is the freestyle breaking system? What is the approach? And then now it's sort of looking at what concepts am I considering? What do I, what am I actually thinking about mm-hmm. when I do it, you know, mm-hmm. so that I can kind of explain it to people or when I do a workshop, so I can kind of give people, put people in that situation real quickly without them having to go through all the frustration of figuring it out because yeah you know. but like i don't i 
I almost don't think that you can get to that that kind of thing, that kind of like mindset quickly. There is no shortcut at all to that. Like you can you can tell people about it, but until they actually actively practice it and like yeah, try to sure. do and it's the kind of thing like and most people find it very frustrating. I, you know, to be honest, like when I teach a yeah. workshop, they're always like, "Oh, wow, that's so you know, that's really cool, but then you can tell they're like, you know, most of them you feel are just really awkwardly going through the motions of that. Yeah. You know? Being like, like this isn't like the good feeling that I'm used to. This is like very like yeah sketchy, and I, I have to deal with a lot of movements that aren't dope and aren't polished, you know. And yeah, I yeah. accept those and yeah, and that's like that's like what we said with you gotta you gotta let go. It's a lot of like letting go of these things, like the way that you thought it was, thought it's supposed to be, or how I'm supposed to look, or whatever, or what the image, like your own. Self-image of what you think you you are, that kind of thing, and you just let it go. If you, but that's hard. It is hard, yeah. and you just I, part of it is just having confidence in style, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Confidence in style that you know, just absorbing all the all the things that you've kind of taken in, all the music, all the the beats, the art, the uh, that just sort of that hip hop entity, mm -hmm. that style, and just being comfortable knowing that no matter what, if I fall. I'm going to find a flavor. I'm just, I'm not, there's no give up point. You know, it's always yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, so if, if it ends and it falls, it's like, okay, this is just the end. This, this, the falling part is okay. Now that's the beginning of the next thing. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like wretched journey. It's fun. That's it's frustrating. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think a big, a big part of why it can be so frustrating for some people, like when they're trying to do it is like, you know, I read a lot about this with like meditation stuff or or it was like this book on Zen Buddhism and they were talking about like, you know, the guy's talking about enlightenment and it's like, you'll never, the goal is to reach enlightenment, but if you're trying to reach enlightenment, you'll never reach enlightenment. It's like, yeah, you gotta, and it's the yeah. same kind of thing, like, you know, and reading about like say, flow, like the concept of flow. Mm -hmm. uh, like from a psychological perspective it's the same kind of thing like if you're if you're actively trying to like achieve that state you'll never get that state but like cool. it's always in the most random times when you yeah, achieve you'll be disappointed. Yeah. yeah like when your brain starts to kind of just reach that weird kind of awake but not awake unconscious but conscious state it's real like you're, you're washing the dishes or you're taking a shower or you're doing something that's like automatic. Yeah. And that's why like with dance, I think it's something that you just can't teach people to do quickly, I guess, because it takes. Well, I mean, and uh, and like, you know, people have different goals. Like, you know, yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. best stuff I've ever felt, like when I mm -hmm. when you say that, when you're like, when you're in that flow state and you're like feeling mm -hmm. like, this feels, this feels creative, this feels open, I'm mm -hmm. enjoying what I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. therapeutic, all mm -hmm. those things. And then I can watch the footage later and be like, oh, that's garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, totally. You know? yeah. So it depends on what your goals are. Yeah, exactly. And like, and just balancing, like, you know, yeah, exactly. That's a better I've always been surprised that people even care. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've noticed you say that. I'll, like, they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to chat, you know? I'm yeah. obviously still going to keep doing it. 
Yeah, and like I don't stop know. and I, I honestly though I think like you know someone like yourself who has a great foundation and has has already put in so much work and has you know strong transitions and stuff I, that could that to me that would be the ultimate freestyle you know to be able to just be so confident that you you're always gonna like look good too. Well, like I'm not saying I look bad when I'm breaking most of the time. No, like no. obviously like moments, but you know what I mean. Like, well, like that's that's one of the things that I I was thinking about a lot recently with yeah with like foundation because you know everyone hears that like learn your foundation you got to have foundation well, you got to do this there's different approaches right yeah and like everyone has their own foundation that they start with and like yeah but I like but really like funny. yeah like really foundation is just what are what are you building off of and that's the stuff that when Totally. when you get into those moments where you're like oh i don't know what to do you just fall back on these on your foundation yeah. right yeah and it's so i realize now like how important it is after really trying to like figure out freestyle and like get understand it better and then you're like damn like if you don't have anything to fall back on like you can't really yeah. do it no, you can't. It's not like it's, or it's not, not like, going to feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like you can teach somebody who doesn't have any breaking foundations. Yeah, be like, oh yeah, let's just freestyle. Well, approach breaking in this way. Like it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, obviously, like I, you know, for the first five years, it was just straight beat street. You know, windmill backspin footwork. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to learn all the moves, like yeah, and yeah. dial them, and then yeah, then the freestyle happens. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like. You know, I always try to make parallels with other things because, you know, sometimes people can be like too, too focused on just break thinking about breaking. But mm -hmm. it's like if you think about other parts of your life and then it kind of makes a lot more sense or it, it helped me like learning another language and just thinking about teaching language and stuff like that made me think about dancing and breaking a lot more like whatever. Sure. But it's like the idea of when you learn when you're teaching someone to talk like you can't teach them fluency like how we're talking right now. I'm not planning what I'm going to say to you. I'm just yeah. saying it. I have an idea that I want to talk yeah. about, but I'm not thinking about, I'm going to say this word, then this word, then this word, then this word. It just come out because it's like automatic, the way to speak, right? But it's yeah. just flowing, right? Totally. But you can't, you can't and teach It's genuine, that. but it's genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't teach That's that. That's how to flow, right? Yeah. You can't teach people to be genuinely comfortable in their own skin or, or be comfortable with the movements because those take time yeah yeah but like and i, I mean, it's diligence okay. a lot of it's right. diligence right yeah for sure people are looking for like a lot of times people are looking for a shortcut you know mm -hmm. freestyling takes a lot of time it takes a lot of diligence it's not just yeah. like people think I, I you know this is one thing that people think they're like oh it's just you don't care and you just kind of flop around it's like there's so many techniques i have to do Mm -hmm. like freestyle techniques that I have mm -hmm. to do. And there's, there's hours and hours of them. Like mm -hmm. I think to be an effective B-boy, like I have to do so like there's so many ridiculous amount of hours I have to break, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though I'm not like structuring and working on particular moves, it's just still so much work like for my own approach. So yeah, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's a, I'm not a natural talent, you know, like Jesse, on the other hand, I think could pro probably practice like once a month and, and just blow me out the water, you know? But even he said, like when he was kind of developing how he breaks, like he spent a long time 
just trying to figure out like how to fall yeah and like stuff like that you know that's probably just one example but like yeah and i spend a lot of time like i spend a lot of times in like you know or have maybe less so now because of my injuries but in the in the past just figuring out every possible position that my body could be in mm. and how would i how do i feel in that position so it sounds <laughs> so it feels familiar yeah so that yeah there's no unfamiliar position right and that there's always a way to i always feel comfortable and i feel like i'm styling no matter where i am so mm -hmm. then i don't have to think about looking at it in a box because there's no box anymore right yeah, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. takes so much work <laughs> yeah yeah because there's so many possibilities right there's so many possibilities. Yeah. yeah. There's so many places you can end up and there's so many places you can, you know, I watch a lot of people and they, you see them stop and reset, you know? Yeah. 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 You'll see them break and go stop and reset, like the stop oh. and reset is like, oh, I got uncomfortable. So now I have to get out of here. Whereas mm -hmm. our thing is like, if you get into that uncomfortable thing, then that's the thing now, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like you get into yeah. that weird thing. Like, I don't want to be here. No, that that's where you were supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then now I'm going to explore that. And that's where yeah. the thing is going to come out of there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to find the finish out of this horrible position or horrible place that I'm in that mm -hmm. feels icky and awful. You know what I mean? And then yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. make it dope. Like I'm just going to own that. And that's being in the moment. Like I think that's the part that's the heart. That's the emotional toll. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's like one sure. thing that I, I've always taken from Mark. Like there's one thing that he said to me or just not to me directly, but that he brought up, I think it was him. But uh, I always attribute it to him. But it's like the idea of being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And so these unknown totally. parts that you get to, it's like, oh, I'm not, it's not foreign to me to be in this uncomfortable thing that I've never experienced before. Now that's the normal thing. Yeah. Or that's, maybe that's even at this point, it, the exciting, it's exciting now. Yeah. And like trying to find those, what's new? Like if, you especially when you do it for so now long. Now you start searching them out. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. how can I? find that new weird because i've done so much i've been doing so much weird lately yeah how do yeah. i find it yeah. and then get regrounded again and come back mm -hmm. and look again, that's too far bring it back and then <laughs> yeah. come yeah. back in again yeah 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 and like you said it, it depends on people's goals and stuff but for sure like how i mean i think our crew too is i i, I you know i can't speak for everybody in the crew because everybody has their own particular goals and, and influences like you know darcy obviously is a writer so his comes from a lot of different hip hop influences that he brings into his breaking and, and myself, I think I was more, I was more into certain rap rappers and rap groups that I was more, I wanted to break like them. Does that make sense? Like I, oh, the breakers to me weren't as exciting. I didn't actually, I don't think I ever wanted to be, I don't, I don't think I ever held breaking on a, like a high standpoint when it comes to hip hop. It's just, I was like, okay, it makes sense to me that I'd be breaking, but I'm more trying to, not mimic, but sort of get influenced and, and set the bar was set by some of these MCs that I really respected, you know, right, right. From LA and they were very jazz influenced. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've got a lot of jazz in our stuff without even knowing it. Like, mm -hmm. So it's, it, it, yeah, like that's one of the things I look back on later. It's like, it's kind of crazy to me now when I talk to people, it's like, yeah, my influences weren't actually breaking as much, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of rare now because most breakers, I think, are mostly influenced by breaking. Would you say? Yeah, I think. Uh, Not everybody. I mean, you've got your. Yeah. I think you've got your Tafayas and those guys who are like influenced by so many things. But yeah. That's what makes them so special, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, I don't know. I don't want to sound like you know, 
old. I don't like doing the old new thing either because I, yeah, you know, I, I, I am a new breaker. Like I'm renewed all every day. Yeah, yeah, before. exactly. Like, I'm an old body but young mind. You know, like I break yeah. with them. I just so. think this, you know, people, people get into it for all kinds of different reasons and stuff like that, and I, I always just hope that they start to branch out beyond just breaking because like, it's yeah it's sure. cool but it's... you know like yeah i think anything that's too internalized or whether you want to call it just too nerdy or too um i don't know maybe i don't know it's like perverted almost it's like too much of a it's too, it needs to branch out it needs to get you need you're supposed to be gathering influences from other things and bringing them in and, and translating yeah. them in. yeah exactly like i i don't think you can get really like innovative stuff from looking at just one thing like that's not where you get new ideas that's not even ideas. the definition of innovation right like yeah, yeah exactly innovation right. is to take something from somewhere else and bring it into a new place in a new way yeah yeah so, like, that's how you build new ideas it's like okay we know we have we have breaking as it is and you can look at that and especially i guess if you're and you should you're, yeah and obviously you should because you're, yeah. you're you know hundred percent you should be doing that but not just that yeah and i you know i think that's this is like a little bit of old man yells at cloud kind of thing but um i don't even know if you get that reference but i'm into it yeah um uh but it's just like you know the way that i don't know it's like the direction that breaking is taking these days is like you know it's more more and more like sport influenced and and this kind of thing which is fine it's pushed the athletic side of things and the the like you know looking at taking care of your body and that kind of stuff and like that's this whole side that's totally that was totally ignored for a long time i think i could have used some of that as a youngster yeah, yeah i think every everyone who started out early in the earlier days could have used mm -hmm. that um but like you know you you can never forget that there's a whole culture to this thing and like you can't you can't lose that part mm -hmm. you can't lose like like what was the mentality of the people that started this not like how are you supposed to do it? you got to do these moves and these moves and these moves but like what was their mentality what were they thinking how were they thinking about what was their approach like what was the the environment like that created that mentality or whatever that kind of thing like and you mm -hmm. can't if you can understand that i think you can like you can understand a bit better of like oh, what should i do when i'm on the floor kind of thing aside from like yeah like what do i see other people doing and just kind of mimicking that kind of thing mm -hmm. which is like you know that's totally that's human nature is to kind of mimic a lot of things and and whatever but but also um, to step back and sort of say what is my place in all this yeah know? yeah exactly yeah. Who am I and what am I contributing and, and yeah. you know, what am I taking from all this that's unique to me? Otherwise, why am I doing it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it just already exists. I don't need to add anything to it. Yeah, exactly. Just watch it, you know? Yeah. Save myself a lot of heartache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually, a lot of you know, stress. <laughs> I was I was just talking with with some people about this. Like it's it's something that comes up a lot recently with like, you know, you just get older and your motivations change with the dance or just whatever. 
And one of the things that I think about a lot is like, why am I still doing this thing? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I have no aspirations of like being Red Bull BC one champ or whatever, anything like that, that kind of thing, or even just winning competitions in general at this point, (laughs) like I I still do it and I still love doing it. And, you know, like why, what is that? What keeps me going? And like, I'm just curious to know, like, you're still doing it. You've been doing it for a, a while. And like, what, what is keeping you going? What's like, what's the drive now? Or how has it changed over the years? And that I, kind of thing? I'm addicted to creating mm-hmm. and it's therapy and I don't know how else to do it. Like, that's really it. Like it's, yeah. it's not a, yeah. it's not a, anything more than that. Yeah. You know, I, I tried starting making beats. I'm trying to do like, you know, I DJ and stuff like that, but it's just like, Breaking for me is just such a, you know, a one, a, a great reset and just a, a, such a strong part of who I've been and who I am mm-hmm. and how I've developed my being. It's like, it's, I don't know how to exist sometimes without it. Mm. And I just love, I just like creating, you know, mm-hmm. so I can always create, like, even if I can't obviously do something that's crazy ill or I can take it down to something so minimal where I'm just sitting in a chair and, and creating if I have mm. to, yeah. you know, yeah. so that's kind of what keeps me going. Um, and just sort of, I, I never really, you never really reach that point you ever wanted to reach, right? It's like, yeah. I want to develop this crazy style and, and I'm going to get to this point, but then you never get to that point because you get closer to that point and you're like, oh, now I want to develop it like so much more. So it's always, it's this, it's this chase, right? This addictive chase yeah. of trying yeah. to be the, the perfect b-boy that you always wanted to be or, or the perfect break or develop a perfect style or and, and it always changes and it always evolves and always resets and it just it's ongoing mm-hmm. and because i don't care about you know being the best or being the worst i, I just never fell off in that way when it when i wasn't you know mm-hmm. right like i'm happy to watch i can go to a jam and 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 watch everybody else break and do dope and and, and be like yeah that was hype and and not be like Oh, I wish that was me, you know, or something. <laughs> I don't know what people, I'm just trying to imagine why people quit. Yeah, yeah. But I just, that's more the thing for me is like, I don't understand how people can quit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. I'm not saying it's bad. Right. And most people, I, to be honest, most people I know who quit went on to do really amazing things. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I can't think of too many people who did unless they came into hard times, which were very obvious. But if you have the opportunity to do it, why not? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, you obviously still do it for, but you're dope. You, you could win a Red Bull BC one footwork battle tomorrow if you wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I, some, sometimes I guess more what I'm thinking about is like, yeah, you get these like ups and downs. Cause like, you know, like you said, a lot of this stuff is, is like therapy. And you just, yeah. you start to think about like your, your own self and what are you doing and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, for me personally, when it's, when I'm thinking about like, why am I still dancing? Sometimes it's like, you know, if I put this energy into something else, maybe, you know, I'd be doing some other incredible thing that maybe would like, it's kind of like this weird selfish thing where it's like, you don't necessarily, get, you don't necessarily get 
or I guess like it's like breaking the stuff that you get back from breaking isn't useful in like modern society, I guess. No. Or in the way that the world works. I mean, right it's now. definitely, I don't, I, I don't know how it's useful to, to my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, right. My wife was like, okay, you know, I will give you the time for this. Yeah. yeah. But like, I you know, it, that useful for that, it, ha you know? it has this sort of like, like you said, like, this self-fulfillment that is you can't i don't know it's hard to find that anywhere else yeah you know and it's and it becomes it becomes cultural right like you yeah. you know you're a young kid you're watching culture you're yeah. you're absorbing culture and then you start doing culture and then suddenly you just it just becomes as mundane as just culture it's not yeah it's know, just it's like not the crazy thing anymore it's suddenly you are that yeah doing this yeah. basic cultural stuff it's it's no different than like grandparents who go to the temple or they go to yeah church or whatever it is they do that makes them feel fulfilled and, and feel it makes them feel like they're doing the things that they're culturally supposed to be doing or obligated to do as within the position that they're in and that's that's part of it too right mm -hmm. yeah culture like uh, culture being one, culture. yeah that's one thing that you know to us like dancing is, is just normal. It's just something that we do. Like, you know, we don't even think about it. We don't even like bat an eye at like, oh, wow, that's like a special thing that we do, right? But to a lot of people, I think especially in like North American culture, there's not like a big dance, like social dance kind of like culture. There is in little pockets and stuff, but it's not yeah, like- Yeah, it's like a popular culture, but it's not an- it's not a outside of popular culture. Yeah, like, like it's not something that just people do. Where it's like, all right, there's music and we're dancing. It's kind of like, oh, I always say this, like, dance. The 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 like common perception, I guess, is dance is for dancers. I'm not a dancer, so I don't dance. Yeah. Or like, I got a drink and then I can dance and then I don't care because like inhibitions and whatever this kind yeah. of stuff disappears. But like I need that that outside influence to do it. Mm -hmm. But like you know, there's lots of other cultures. Like you go to South America, and people will just they'll be like I don't know whatever salsa or bachata or there's so many different dances. They're just part of like their cultures. Or... Yeah, so most cultures actually. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly. So it's like kind of weird to to do. I forget who I was talking to recently, but like. <laughs> especially for guys to be, oh, Sammy, Sammy Slinks from Ottawa. We were just talking about like, especially for guys doing dance, like in North America, it's like way less socially accepted that like a guy dances, like you're a male dancer. You know, people think of that as like, like Chippendale dancers, like you're a male stripper. I remember, kind of I remember the first time I saw dancing, like I was looking at my window and I remember being a kid and, and my neighbors were doing it and they're all Filipino and mm -hmm. they were amazing dancers. Like they're already on TV and they were so great at it. And it looked obviously dope, but I remember just being a kid thinking like, damn, my friends dance. Like this is like a test on their manhood, you know, like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. And then I, I immediately went out and joined. <laughs> was, yeah. But it's so dope. I have to do this right yeah. here. Yeah. But like, that's it. I don't know. That's an interesting thing to, to think about. And I, you know, I just really think people don't think about it 
in North America so much is like the cultural aspect of things and not like hip hop culture. You got to do graffiti and uh, like DJing and this and this, and that's the culture. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, those are elements of it, but there's this larger thing of like, you know, yeah, where does it come from? Why do you do the things that you do? Like, it's nice when it's sort of like embodied at this state, right? It's a nice when you just kind of like, you don't have to think about that sort of thing anymore. You just yeah, do. You, you just do it, right? Like, yeah. but you know, I guess that's that's the other part is like, you know, passing on culture and like having it continue on, and sometimes like, I guess you gotta if you want to pass it on, like you gotta kind of figure out like, well, what is it, in a sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But sometimes like it's the, the same kind of thing like that we were talking about earlier like in the, if you if you try and like define it too much then you're kind of like losing a bit of the essence of like how it got created in the first place like you didn't plan to make hip-hop you didn't plan to have breaking yeah. come out come into existence and it's like sometimes you gotta like just let go and just okay we'll just it'll go where it goes and yeah for sure if it dies then it dies if it doesn't then it doesn't then you know like you know it's this balancing act i guess i don't know yeah it's like i think that's a really realistic um viewpoint that you know some people get very defensive about Mm, right yeah or are uncomfortable about or for whatever reasons yeah well it's also like people's people got different different views about just things in general, how stuff should get. Well, the music, on. one thing that like trips me out all the time is like, you know, you, the music changes so much. Right. And then you hear yeah. a lot of people, like when I go to a jam, so like, I, I don't know how it is in everywhere else, but in Toronto, say I go to a jam and I'm hearing a lot of the stuff that I was breaking to when I was younger at the jam, but it's mm-hmm. not like stuff from the seventies per se. Like not the original breaking stuff. It's more <clears throat> stuff that like I might have been breaking too. Hmm. Like, you know, so-called golden era, 90s or whatever stuff. And it's like, to me, that's funny because I don't really break to that anymore, right? <laughs> At all. Like right. people come to my sessions and they're like, what do you dance? Do you dance to this weird stuff? It's like, no, I'm just dancing to where hip hop music is now. It's been so long, you know? yeah and and culture changes like culture is always adapting and changing and coming back but even when it comes back it comes back differently Mm -hmm. and 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 i just i love that going for that ride i love that change you know Mm -hmm. i love i love embracing all of it when music Mm -hmm. changes oh yeah great like how how am i gonna like you know style out for this one and it always affects my movement you know all the time and i think it should yeah because if it's not coming from the movement then it's not a movement right like i don't know that's just sort of how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Man. And that's is... also what keeps me going because I, I lo- really like the new stuff. You know, a lot of people complain about it. Oh, it's not as great anymore. It's like, I don't believe, I don't think music was ever all amazing or all bad at any point. I think it's just sort of like, you just got to find the dope stuff that, and the wax stuff and get rid of the whack and find the dope stuff, whatever, you know, from your own opinion and just ride that out. I, in my opinion, it's been fantastic with no breaks since I started. Like, it's just been awesome. It's I've been loving the music. I've been loving the vibe. I've been loving everything about being a hip hop practitioner. 
Yeah, I, I really think it's a it's a mentality thing of some people are are able to see things as uh, as like someone who's never seen it before, kind mm -hmm. of like coming for that fresh, fresh mind. They're just mind is always like that. Right. And there's other people who are like, I grew up with these things and that's what I think what I feel is how things should be. And right. like that's why you have that 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 generation. Well, it's the kid these kids these days. But I mean, like none of us are from the golden era. The real golden era is because yeah, yeah. The 70s, so what I, what I mean is like that same pattern will always continue to happen. Like I'm sure, sure. when totally. when totally. hip hop first started, there were tons of people who were like, "What is this? Like you know, you're taking a you're supposed to just let a record just play like you, you're you're chopping it up what it's what the hell is this like and then probably before that when whatever like uh, oh, you're not playing you're not playing music you're not making music you're not playing instruments you're just sampling and then yeah, you, yeah. And eventually like, you realize sampling is quite the art form on its own and yeah 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 and then you know now and then, you know now you're gonna hate on the mumble rap and all this kind of stuff too exactly like, right so it's like come on have... Have like belba devoe is like awesome like <laughs> yeah people have this the same trends you know that, that their own image like uh, own image. yeah and they they do just want it to reflect their own image yeah that's really what it is right yeah, the like, yeah like you, you just have this idea and this is how it is it's like you know being able to like i was talking with pieces about this just like as you get older people can people get more set in their ways more and more set in their ways and like a really good yeah. practice is going back to this like beginner's mind kind of thing like how does someone approach this without any preconceived notions of what it is or how it's supposed to be like does it does it sound good does it speak to you does it make you want to move at all if yeah like, forget about what you know about hip which is and kind no, of and no uh, obligations and no expectations and yeah. yeah what what a what a nice place that'd be to continue yeah. to go back to it eh? yeah yeah no obligations it's... of yourself and yeah yeah and like and i you know i i get why why that happens as you get older but i think it's like a good practice to like attempt to yeah for sure back in these, yeah, these try things. your best yeah because it's impossible to completely do it but yeah man this really took a quick turn into like <laughs> philosophy yeah, and... philosophical well you know a couple old guys and i'm also drinking a beer nice you know? nice if yeah, you want a bit figs yeah I don't know. no so i kind of want to ask you like how long have you been collecting figures and like what what kind of figures do you collect oh wow um collecting uh not that long i probably started in my mid i probably started like 20 years ago i started with transformers Mm -hmm. like exclusively nice and then i i got into the masterpiece transformers and that kind of was like broke my set me off i was like what's happening and then jesse got me on the new school movie transformers because he's like listen i know you don't, i know you don't like the designs in the movie but you got to see the way these transformers move like the way they actually move <laughs> yeah and then we started transforming them we're like oh my god we're like biting moves from the transformers like it was crazy like they're just doing the most insane transformations like you know 50 yeah, transformations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so then yeah i got really into that and then collecting those like crazy hardcore i don't know if you ever showed up to our the serengeti our old place when me jesse and donnie lived together we used to have this transformer wall 
and it was like epic. Everyone always knew like those guys have the craziest transformer collection. Cause it'd just be like, they'd be crazy everywhere. I had to scale down. I traded a lot of my transformers. And then now I, now I basically just do like more of the Japanese kind of smaller scale, but high end ones like the Mafex, Mafex, SH figure arts. Oh, okay. So if you're in Japan, I might have to hit you up for some yeah. big ones in a while. Like some ones I can't find out here. I can look because they're them. expensive out here, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, like, and then now, our, dude, it's crazy. My crew's all into this now. Even Gripsky got into it. He's all into these customs. So he's getting all these <laughs> American ones and like he's taking $300 toys and like ripping them apart and like dyeing their clothes and like mix matching them together and trying to make these crazy characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a good friend who's like, really into just collecting stuff and figures and and things like that and like i've always just kind of wondered like yeah well, like what what is it about collecting that like that makes you want to do it like what is it about the whole thing like it's, i think and it's, collect, i think people collect for different reasons and yeah. like we go to like i mean we go to collector conventions and stuff like that as like a crew yeah because we're all into it yeah and it's immediately like we don't vibe with anybody there. <laughs> like, these guys are collecting for very different reasons, you know. Right. Yeah. We're mostly like just trying to play and, and be and be goofy. We we like posing them out. We like we like yeah. you know the articulation. We like you know we like just sort of having fun with that sort of thing and yeah. and creating hilarious scenarios and and using figures to kind of like poke at each other or whatever. It's just yeah, sort of yeah. like, like that. Yeah. And mostly it's it's a style thing and they're so fresh. It's like it's like kicks, you know. Once you get into like wearing a lot of dope kicks, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, these, like just these things are fresh, you know. Yeah, the idea the of collecting high they they they're crazy. The level is crazy. Yeah. So, like and appreciating the engineering. True, true. But like that's a thing that kind of develops. I don't know, like it's sort of a part of hip hop like yeah it's like you know that's, collect it's, shoes that's collect why i got records. my you know my records yeah exactly my figs, you know they kind of go hand in hand I, i'll stare at a fig i'll throw on a record yeah people collect, the next, they collect. maybe pose a fig again and then yeah 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 man. It's is that like with, uh, some street style. fighter ones that i see in the back oh yeah these are crazy you don't know about these those look pretty good who's your favorite street fighter character which generation two uh, three four five I'm not I'm not as crazy as you. Like who's your favorite character? Like a like favorite a character school. all time? Old school maybe. Like Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2? I was all about Ryu. Cuz he's Ryu. like oh. he's the world war he just loved he lived for the for combat. Reason. Like he's just there to fight. Cuz he loves the fight. This and is it's my, like the uh, way of the warrior. This is my Storm Collectibles Ryu. This is the best Ryu. Like you can't get you can't get better than these. Oh man. Look at that bad boy. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's classic. Getting the classic pose. The giant feet, you know? Yeah, that looks Bulky, pretty good. articulated. He's so fun. Damn. Yeah, Ryu is the man. But then, like, as as the games went on, my favorite Street Fighter is 3. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, like, in that game, oh, man, like, the characters are just so... I think what I like... Well, like, what I liked about that one is... You had two, and it was like basically like Japanese stereotypes. They bring in like Tomahawk and all these guys, right? Uh, three was when they. Which one's three? Three. I think was... they bring all those guys in. 
They or added in Ultra, maybe. They added in guys like Necro, Hugo. Okay. Well, so they they got really weird with their character design. Okay, and it that's was like, like underground stage. Well, like you had two, and that was a yeah. classic, and it was like, yeah. that was like kind of Kumite kind of vibe, right? Like, okay, yeah. you, with the world warriors, you're this style, and you're this style, and you're this style from this country, like, and who's the best from these styles in these countries, right? And then you got okay. the three where it was like, I think, I don't know, it's like they, they did two for so long, they're maybe the designers were just like, okay, well, we just want to get weird and like do crazy weird things. Yes. And they just came up with these insane characters. But like, and they were kind of like mishmashes of old characters. So like Necro right. was a kind of a mix of Dalsam with Blanca, sort of. Yeah, but I like, kind of remember him. Yeah, he was like the stretchy ones dude. Ones that have carried through? Uh, there's some that, yeah, like that have kind of, gone on through the different generations like but they're kind of like not your faves yeah i like the weird stupid characters yeah, ones. yeah like the, I, I have this thing i realized this like more recently that i don't i like the things that people don't like it's like what yeah. do people not give a shit about or what, what do people think is the worst thing to do like to play yeah. i yeah. want to play that character or that style or do whatever that's why you're interviewing me dude <laughs> you know what i mean i didn't mean that as like a no, I feel you. <laughs> this guy i think feel like is from street fighter 3 but they like beefed him up now oh yeah alex alex he's, he's from street act fighter. he's actually the main yeah. character of yeah. street fighter 3 i know but no one gave a no one a, likes him well because like that was a thing is everyone was so attached to street fighter 2 yeah that like when they originally designed Street Fighter Three, they didn't even have Ryu and Ken. This is and actually they, one of my favorite figures. He's so fun and just so ridiculously hilarious with his little mud flaps and everything. Like, oh man, yeah, because all my other all my other three Street Fighter guys are like you know they're serious. It's like Sega, this, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is just like one off, like whacked out, you know, character <laughs> that he cares about. I'm like, and he's my favorite. I'm like, yeah, this guy's dope. Yeah, and he was a cool character. He was like this weird hybrid like uh or at least in the newer ones he's like this new york kind of like mechanic-y kind of dude well like even just his play style like he takes street fighter 2 established all these like trope and like tropes i guess like this is this style of fighter the shoto like, the, you're a wrestler you're not you're, supposed to do this. you're a grappler you're a charge character you're like so they they develop these like archetypes Okay. And they become like archetypes of like all kinds of fighting games in general. Okay, I like this. You're taking me to school now. We should Yo, just turn I love... a fig. Why don't we just turn this into a fig review and you tell me about like all the Street Fighter knowledge while I'm showing all these awesome Street Fighter. Well, because like eventually some this is gonna go on like podcast audio. So oh yeah, this is a real some thing. People can't, some people can't people see this. Care, right? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but that's you know you should you should definitely start a, a figure podcast or whatever. I'm just playing. We already have done it. We've already oh, really? Started. Yeah. Yeah, we're in it. We're going there. Yeah. Figgity fresh, we call it. Figgity fresh. Yo. That, With the yeah. fig life. Fig life. That's yeah. a interesting. Uh, that's that's what I always liked is whatever people are into and just getting them kind of like nerding out and getting into a bit of the history of whatever it is. Would, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, you like figures? Okay, let's get into it. You're like, oh, I see you got Haomaru from Samurai Showdown. 
Yeah. I'm a fighting game guy, so I, I, know. I gravitate to all these characters. I got these guys. But it's all about Hanzo. That was my favorite Samurai Shodown character. Oh, you got the Bogard. Nice, nice. All right, yep. we're getting into. But anyways, strange that's space. enough of that. <laughs> Check them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like. Um, oh yeah, one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and maybe this is like old knowledge. Okay. Because like I think the last time we actually got to like hang out and kick it was like in Whitehorse or something like that. Like actually, really. So hang out yeah um, we saw each other was it do we see each other after in calgary i think it was we didn't hang out yeah we like it was always kind of like just little brief chats and stuff yeah i think like we our crew came that was to when Toronto. we actually got to chill and i thought we became instant friends <laughs> yeah I, we've that was my interpretation we've stayed we've stayed connected i think yeah. it's i talk with switch about this a lot and just some yeah. of my other friends too. Like there's just certain people that you vibe with and you can yeah. meet them like only a few times, but then, you know, when you see him again, like you just pick up from where you, wherever you left off yeah. and that kind of thing. Like this conversation was just like, I didn't really have to think about what to say or whatever. We just kind of went in yeah. Yeah. right away. <laughs> That's kind of dope. Um, but yeah, like I just remember like a long time ago or the maybe, when I first met you or something, one of the things you mentioned was like, you were, you were looking at like architecture and like different angles and stuff to, to work. And like, I don't know if that's still a thing that you think about or whatever, but yeah, for sure. That was like one of the things that, you know, in my young mind, I was like architecture and breaking, like how did those things even match up? And then I started thinking about it more and more. And it's like, yeah, I wrote a paper for it. For I tried to get into architecture at U of T. Oh, really? And then I and then I switched. I was like, oh, I don't want architecture. I want to do something else. Because the thing is, for me, my I come from a family of architects. Uh, so my Finnish side, they're mostly architects. Mm. I think Finnish people are. It's like you know, if you're brown, you're an engineer or you're a doctor. And then if you're <laughs> Finnish, you're just an architect. I don't know if there's any other thing you're supposed to do. But in my experience. Finnish people just arch do architecture or they paint. That's all. Oh. That's the only thing that I've ever seen architects, Finnish people do. So I kind of, yeah, it's just like a childhood sort of approach at sort of life, I guess, for me. And mm -hmm. it's always kind of affected. And, and, and definitely, uh, you know, I'm working on a piece right now with somebody and they, they were like, okay, I do this. And I just noticed you're all about the angles. Like your thing is just like angles and shapes, you know, it's like, it's clearly affected my aesthetic, you know, mm -hmm. that, yeah. that sort of approach. And I can't get it out of my head. Like, which is kind of funny. Cause when I, I, that's my approach like mentally, mm -hmm. but then when I look at my stuff physically, it doesn't look like that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I'm always like, Oh, that's not what I wanted, but yeah. It's always like different, your perception in here versus like when you actually see what it looks like. And... Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, people probably watch my break and be like, I don't see that, but that's sort of, I'm trying, you know, with that sort of approach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think like, and even like when I told you the transformers, like that the engineering just stand, like I get, I get obsessed with these things, you know, like even these figs, I just, I look at the engineering, I look at the way the joints move. I'm just, I'm mm -hmm. so weird like that, you know, mm -hmm. 
that's kind of how I approach breaking too. I can't, I'm obsessed with things like that. Yeah. Like I think I was just, this is just something that randomly popped in my head. Like we were talking about like figuring out, like looking internally, like figuring out kind of yourself and, and these kind of things. And like, I really think, you know, people want to figure out like their own style or whatever. It's you just got to look at like, what do you do and who, who are you and what are you interested in and let that bleed into whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, hundred percent, you know, and just sort of be confident about it and yeah. And be willing to take the hits, man. Like, yeah. listen, it's not like I, it's not like my stuff has ever been well received. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I used to come to Toronto all the time, enter battles and people were like, the f you know, like, just like no response. Like everyone's like cheering for everybody else. And they're just us. It's like zero response. Yeah. Like no booze, nothing, just zero response, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we, we have to just kind of eat that and be like, that's just, that's the response that we get. So do you change or do you just kind of accept that? Right, you know? right, yeah. And then over the years, it's sort of like, I started hearing only later, like, oh, we appreciate what you do, you know? Mm. But we kind of never really cared about that. We kind of accepted, okay, no one's really appreciating what we're doing. We appreciate it. Yeah. we're good with it it's authentic yeah. to us let's just let's just do that you know right right yeah i yeah i think it's just yeah you do it you do it for yeah in that kind of selfish but it's not a selfish well it is it's selfish in the sense that it's like for your own satisfaction kind of thing it's selfish but it's not um I don't know if it's a negative, like it's not negative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. It's like, it's, yeah. it's for your own, like it's, you do it for yourself, mm -hmm. but it's not like you're trying to, I don't know. It's not a negative. I don't, it's not a negative connotation. Yeah. For sure. And I think, yo, I think if you're breaking, you're putting in a lot of work, Yeah. you're giving back already. You should, you should have some, some things for yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. you're entitled to you're entitled to some of that if you put in the work yeah well i you know and i think like that's a big thing that i think people struggle with is like you know what what do they perceive as like getting back from the dance is you know a lot of times it it's the chase for for fame rec like status that kind of thing and money because yeah. you know this and that comes in different ways. I, I, exactly. I, you right. know, we, I think we both kind of chasing for some form of status, right? Well, it's, I think it's a natural human thing to do, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah anyway. And position and, and mm -hmm. you know, whatever, power, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we were slept on for so, so many times, you know. Yeah. I've had so many people come up and say, you know, you, you could be good if you just did didn't do this and did this or you know, like, <laughs> thank you for your opinion. Yeah. But yeah, it's that, I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's like you, you kind of figure out like your own ways of getting something back. And it's like, you're, you know, I think that's the best way to do it is like, get whatever is like satisfying to you. Yeah. You know, and then you get to break at 42. Is that how old you are? 42, 42, bro. Yeah. I know. Look at all these grays. Yeah, they're starting to come. That's nothing, though. Look at some of these guys. Like, look at Storm. These guys are. Yeah, yeah. Maurizio, guys that would just like waste us. 
Well, I mean, it's just you guys got different. They're also very special human beings, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah. guys aren't average human beings. Like you don't run into those guys like every day on the street. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that's this is a kind of maybe just a good point to finish up. Yeah, you know, nice little do it for yourself, have fun with it, kind of thing, kind of tone to finish up with. <laughs> is there anything um, else you wanted to talk about that was uh, particularly like? breaking oriented or it's just more of a discussion anyways well i don't really like to just focus specifically on breaking anyway cool. so that's why i was like when we started getting into figures i was like man i could really figure start, out right now yeah figure <laughs> out yeah we'll say that for another time yeah exactly but you know I, I always think of these these initial ones as like all right people are just getting to know you and then they get to know a little bit more and then if there's ever a chance to do it again sometime, then we just, we can just go like whatever, wherever it goes and however it yeah. goes. And like, obviously breaking is going to come up because we are both into it, but 100%. you know, I don't, I don't ever think that these conversations have to stick to one specific thing. And like, it's very much like the, my current mentality toward, even towards breaking is like, it goes where it goes. And if you yeah. try and control it too much, then it's not going to, it's not satisfying to me. Next uh, time I'll play you all the rap songs that I, I grew up listening to and you'll be like, oh, Lance bit that whole fucking rappers in his book. <laughs> it yeah, looks that... like it, if I could picture that rapping physically, Lance just chomped the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, I think that's a really interesting thing to like get into <laughs> maybe some other yeah. time maybe right, yeah okay. like uh you know just approaches to you know what is biting and this kind of stuff because like that's a whole other like can of worms i think you open that up and you'll get like oh my god yeah just never ending yeah um i'm debating whether to get into it right now or not <laughs> biting all right let's do it okay let's go yeah if you have time yeah, I got time. I'm chilling. I'm just eating yeah. peanuts and drinking beer. Yeah, all right, cool. So, yeah. What do you think? Well, how do you define biting? Um, so I think that's an important thing to just distinguish from the get-go. Like how are people how conceptualizing biting? And... You know, the, the, the student, the university student in me, like, just says like kind of feels like if you're looking at if you're looking at something in particular if you're looking at only breaking and you're looking at only particular breakers that your favorite breakers and you're only watching that and you're looking starting to look like them it's like it's kind of like i think that's biting i don't even know if biting is necessarily bad all the time right because you've got to develop right yeah exactly and you and it's good to be influenced by people and it's nice to and it's nice to pay homage like I, I know that so much of what I do is influenced by so like so many people and I, I could name them all, you know, mm -hmm. and I know, and I'm conscious of it now. Mm -hmm. And I think I was even conscious of it at the time. So, but I think it's sort of like, if you respect, if you respect that, then you just sort of, you're adding to it. You're understanding the flip, you're understanding the, how to change it. You're understanding how to, 
and you're and if you're always authentic and always bringing yourself in then you know you sort of know you're not biting you know mm-hmm. and, and it becomes less of like whether you look similar to anybody else like i feel like sometimes i see things i'll see like i'll, I'll see movements i'm doing like that looks similar to what everybody's doing you know mm-hmm. but then is it biting i don't know but i don't i don't think so because i'm not actually consciously doing that i'm actually trying to explore total different things all the time you know yeah and for us i mean we were kind of weird about it coming up too when biting for us was starting to get obsessive we're like oh we don't want to bite so we we weren't biting our own stuff like we we if we repeated we'd be like that's why i always say like you know as a joke i'll be like you know no surrender, no repeat, because it's like, if you're just conscious, if you keep going back to that same thing, it's like, it's like the same as biting. It's like, you're not, you're not going beyond, you're not pushing, you're not pushing beyond the boundaries anymore. You're just kind of reverting back to that, that simple, basic, easy pleasure, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I think, I think not biting is, is probably hard. Or is it easy? I don't know, but I, I, I know I've, I know I've always consciously like worked really hard not to. Yeah, yeah. which means I'm probably the biggest biter out there. I think that's how these things work. You know, <laughs> think, all up, you know, yeah, we've kind of brought it up a few times of like sometimes people, I think they're they're too specific in their, in their approach or their like influences, I guess. Yeah. And there's yeah. trends, right? You know, you know, the guys, they, yeah. it's easy to catch the biters. They, they're following very simple trends that are picking up. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to learn those quick. They show up at a battle. You've only seen them like break for like a year and suddenly they're already amazing. And they're doing all the trendy tricks that everyone's kid, David or whoever's doing. And you're like, okay, this guy's a biter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it like, takes a long time to develop your own stuff, you know, exactly. Right. To the point where you're like, I'm going to enter a battle with all my own stuff. Like that takes a long time. Yeah. At least it did for me. Like, yeah. and I yeah. think like, a lot of work. you know, depending on what stage people are at in their breaking, I think it's like, if you're it brand is, new, for sure. I think that's not fair to, to, to put that on somebody who's just create, just getting into the creative stage, like don't bite. Like that's not fair because it's like, like I've been at street for like two years straight, you know? Yeah, well, like it's it's the kind of thing where it's like, don't. This is why I think people need to start talking about it, like on a a little bit of a deeper level, because I think people's like current conception or the way it gets talked about is like biting is like. Like, don't do anything that anyone's ever done, which is impossible. Yeah, like That's not realistic everything comes from somewhere. And like, especially when you're learning, you got to take stuff and learn from some source especially if like you're from some small town and like no there's no teachers there or no scene and you're learning from like the internet or something like that but you want to do it for whatever reason there's something in you that makes you want to do it like you got to learn from somewhere and but i think the problem is when it's someone who's like way older and they're consciously like that's a cool move I'm going to take that and then not even doing it and do anything to it and just like do it as is. But mm-hmm. you get into the territory of like, how do you actually know that someone consciously stole that thing and that they didn't, they just, maybe they were completely 
oblivious like they don't watch any footage anymore and they had a similar mm -hmm. you know like converging ideas because like there's certain things where just like that seems like a natural progression if you were going through these movements or something like that or like that's something that probably a lot of people would try maybe mm -hmm. um like For i sure. always bring this up with like i, I mean i me personally i i don't think i've never felt like oh someone's bite bit me like I, i've never really think i've ever done anything that's so original that could get could get bit like that you know mm -hmm. and i don't think you know i wouldn't i wouldn't do something that i think is like something like that because i'm always trying to be like do what people aren't doing you know yeah well also, i think when you when you have a style that's not based on like moves you know like you it's gonna just, look different anyways it's gonna, well, it's gonna look different every time so it's like how can you bite you can you can try and bite like a style i guess mm -hmm. sort of but it's really hard to do and most people would probably like give up yeah for sure but they might they might look at certain moves you can only bite the move it's yeah it's a, it's a lot easier about a combo or moves or a yeah. trend steps or a certain type of form you know and so it's Maybe kind of more. like in a way you guys are sort of invincible to to being bitten because it's like all right well you, you're doing that combo that i did as like a throwaway in mm -hmm. this one random round and like i'm never going to do it again so i don't care like it's not my it's not mine yeah i'll just make this other thing and do this other thing and whatever and wherever it is at that moment and whatever i'm thinking and creating at that moment like all right that's then that's the new thing and that's old i don't really it's gone i let go of it kind of thing yeah yeah but also like i mean think about it this way if you're if you're always in the moment you're not thinking about what you're doing like when you get into that flow state you might not be if you only watch breaking right yeah. if you only focus on breaking yeah. and you get into that flow state you're not going to even notice you're biting you're just going to start recycling the, the things yeah. you've seen because that's what yeah, we yeah, did yeah. right you yeah. mimic you just recycle the things you've seen so yeah you have to make sure that there's a diversity of things that you're influenced by so that when you get into that flow state yeah. the things that are coming out are not just coming from one source they're coming from so many different sources that it's already it's innovative right yeah exactly so like i guess that's that's where I was leading to with that. Like, am I influenced by certain breakers? 100%, of course. Yeah. Salmons, Bag of Tricks, you know, yeah. OSA, all these, all these people have like affected the way I like look at breaking and aesthetically move or like all this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about them when I break. I'm thinking about other things, you know? Yeah. Well, like it's the amalgamation of all your influences coming together, right? Yeah. Like you'll have the architecture, the figures, the, the rap, like, mm -hmm. you know, conceptualizing how this person is wrapping into movement kind of thing like whatever you know all these different ways that you think about and experience and and that's why i always tell i always say like the more outside influences you have even if you love breaking and that's the only thing you want to do like it, the more outside kind of just influences it's going to change like and shape how you move and yeah. where that thing goes give you a unique position and, and and that's what everybody should have right yeah it's it becomes then it's like political right what do you stand for yeah you know? maybe and... it's not a move but maybe it's a, a set of moves maybe you don't have a set of, of moves maybe you do have a set of moves but 
they have more weight because you have a certain position and outlook that's unique to you and, and no one is like you. And, yeah. and when you dance and, and embrace those things, you, you can never look like anybody. Yeah. And even I always with think the non-biters, like, you know, I've heard this before and, and, and people, and I think it's true. I think the non-biters are the ones where you turn on all the lights and you just watch their shadow and, and think, okay, is that shadow? Does that, does that, is that unique to that person? Is that remind me of something? Is, right. you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then there is those special, there's lots of those. I think most people are like special like that. You're like, oh, that's just so, you know, this person. Mm. Yeah, but it takes time, right? Like you yeah. said. And some people might even try to bite and just, you know, like, honestly, man, I remember in the younger years, I tr I would try to bite stuff and it just, it couldn't do it. Like it would just yeah. not come out that way. Yeah. Because it, it's just going to come out the way I do it. And then eventually you're just going to be like, okay, I just... You know, no matter how hard you try, you're just going to be you. So just be you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone, everyone, well, I think one of the interesting things is like, you can, you can watch some people and then when they talk about their influences or where th certain things come from or movements, then you're like, oh, now I see it. But like initially you, you didn't see it at all. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You, you, it's, it's you know? funny when you hear that, eh? When you hear like all the people are, like you look up to, you hear like who they looked up to. You're like, really? Like I didn't see that. Like, yeah, I, I took this move from so-and-so and I flipped it this way. And you're like, never saw that. Yeah. And like, but once you, once you hear about it and then you're like, oh, okay, that kind of starts to make sense. But like, you still don't look like them. You just look like this. Like, yeah. I think a good example in recent memory is like say J bugs and J bugs is like this one of the, like, you know, most original, like as far as movement and just whatever his philosophy and thinking and whatever, oh, like so one of the most I was practicing with him today. I have to practice with J bugs now. Yeah. But like when you hear about where his big influences come from, like, uh, motion G one and Sodi, and it's like, he doesn't look like, any of those people, but he kind of looks like an amalgamation of those ideas with extra stuff. That's him. Got you. You know, like, and, but I would never be like, when I see a move, I'm like, Oh, that looks like Sodi or that looks like G1 or that looks like so-and-so or whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's too unique. Well, it's like people are the combination of their, like their, their experiences and their influences and it's like and that's why i said like the more stuff you have the more kind of like unique things can be brought in you know to your to the way you move and stuff like yeah. that yeah totally man yeah yeah i don't think we nailed the biting thing but i think we definitely uh <laughs> knock well you know like <laughs> we never will you know yeah i think that's the thing is like you know just talking about it and being like you know it's not so clear cut it's not so yeah. cut and dry so so black and white like it is kind of complicated like i always bring up this example but like if some if two people can come up with a theory of evolution and that kind of thing like you know it's something so complicated and two people independently came up with that idea then maybe you're like air chair with the foot behind the other foot and your hand on this whatever like that you think is really complicated, maybe someone else can come up with that too. Like it's possible. Yeah. So like, you know, you can't be so quick to be like, this guy's a biter. He watched my, like, 
I think it was Switch talking about this. And he was like, someone calling, or maybe it was Mark. I don't know. One of, the, one of these guys. Like, someone calling you a biter is kind of like really offensive as a, oh, as a dancer. Like, obvious, for obvious reasons. But it's like, the more you think about it, it's like, that means they're saying that you consciously watched their footage or watched them at a jam, went home and like studied it and like, was like, that's the move that I want to take and I want to do this and this and this. And it's like, you're calling into their entire like integrity as a dancer or as a creative in general. And like, mm-hmm. you know, just when you get older, like you, you've done it for so long, like you don't, you don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> like, I that's... think some people do. And, but here's the thing is some people I think do sometimes make some really big breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. In yeah. The dance. yeah. 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 And when somebody makes a big breakthrough through dance, it's sort of like everyone watching says that's a major breakthrough in the dance. Yeah, yeah, and not almost. It's almost like to not follow that path in your own way is sort of like not maybe not embrace the new in some ways. Depending on the on the situation, like for example, and that's what that's what I think these these trends. That's how these trends work. It's like for example, Migas. How can you pretend after you saw that? How can you pretend you didn't see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how can you go back to just being like, oh, I'll just start over and I just keep working on my own little thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy's got this completely evolved like origami breaking style. Like you no, yeah. you're gonna be like, No, I have to have this in my repertoire now. Yeah. In my own that, way. Yeah. I've gotta be at that level, you know? There's certain people, yeah, for sure, that like change that are just change the game. Change the game. They change but those the game. that's what I mean is like whatever we conceptualize as breaking and that kind of thing, like it's constantly being added to and there's certain like obviously there's like millions and millions of people that do it but mm-hmm. not everyone is like necessarily like you said what are they adding to the dance like not everyone can do not that, everyone or can change the game or they're not at that stage yet or whatever or they don't they just don't have the drive to put in the, the work to really do something crazy incredible like that but you know but it's, people... fun to try to, it's fun to try to change the game yeah for sure for sure fun pursuit yeah and yeah. like, and that's kind of one interesting thing with when it comes to biting is like, okay, this person did this really super innovative, game changing, whatever move or idea or concept or style or whatever. When does that sort of become, you know, part? When does that get included into like what is breaking? Well, it's this, and this person laid some of the foundation for what it is, or one way of I think moving. It's happened many times. And I yeah. think I think most people agree on who those people are, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of like, it's never anything where it's like people decide, all right, this is acceptable now and this is part of the foundation. It just kind of happens through it just happens. whatever people's, it just happens like kind of organically, I guess. And people can try. It's and... weird. It's like, it's like, it's like bad, like biting's bad, but then it's really good for the evolution on the other hand, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think the best, the best way to like, to me, to like conceptualize is biting is, yeah, like to me, biting is, is someone who just, they, they actively took it and they actively are not giving credit to the person that they took it from. It's like if you're writing an essay in university, like if you have an idea that's not your own. There you go. It's very simple. That's that's not common knowledge. 
like yeah. you got to source it to look at it this is this is a system of that's designed to, about anti-biting they've had that system in place forever yeah. the if you do bite you get kicked out of university that's what could happen if you get you get like that's big that you get kicked yeah. out of university yeah. it's like you get kicked out of hip-hop if you bite and they have a system <laughs> And they have a system in place on how to clearly like lay out what is a bite and what isn't a bite. So mm. we can kind of learn something from that for sure. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, yeah, laying credit and making sure that your influences are coming from many places and not just one person or else mm. you're, what's the point of you? You're just doing somebody else's work. Yeah, exactly. Again. And, and contribute your own thoughts to it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like what do you, you take all this stuff in? Okay. And what are, what are you adding to that? What is your thinking about that? That kind of thing. And How are you, you reworking and those you just, ideas? And if you worship one breaker's philosophy, that's cool too. Then you become an understudy and you, you study their work and you do them justice by evolving that, you know, that thing too. And that could be okay too. Yeah. Not everybody has to be their own thing like that. It's just, yeah. you know, it's how it works out. Just put down your sources. Yeah. Yeah. Put down those sources, man. Put them down. If anybody wants to ask me for my sources anytime, I'll let you guys know. No problem. Yeah. Do you want to name a few? Yeah. OSA, Stuntman, Midas, that whole squad, uh, Style Elements, Bag of Tricks, Boogie Brats. Um, God, it goes on forever and ever and ever. It's too hard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, I like I liked all the Miami guys, of course. The French Breakers were big for me, like the the family. Right, right. Especially some of the underdog guys, um, like that breakaway French section mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. was huge. It was like, okay, there's like 50,000 different ways to style. I'm going to try all of them and flip them and then try my own. Yeah. 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 Right on. Maurizio, Ken Swift, all the guys, everybody, you know? cool. Storm, Spow Squad. There's so many, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know, some, it's funny because it's like, if I'm with Mariano, if it's like, I'll be breaking with Mariano, for example. Oh, there's my son freaking out. I'll name all these influences, but then I'll break with somebody like Mariano and be like, oh, my whole style comes from Mariano. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm just, Mariano is like, I'm, a new, I'm, not, I'm just doing Mariano. Yeah. So I have a feeling if I break with any of these guys, I'll be like, oh, I'm just that. Like, if I probably break with Battle Squad, I'll be like, oh, man, I'm just breaking exactly like Battle Squad. <laughs> probably nothing true at all i don't think i break anything like them i wish but. yeah i just realized this is like this whole conversation was like uh we just did like a book in in talking form we had all, yeah. all our little sections or whatever there you go and then at the end we got our bibliography and like notes footnotes or whatever you know what I mean? notes, like notes there's a lot section. more there's obviously more influences but i'm always happy to drop them all yeah, yeah, yeah. cool well all right i think that's the real spot to stop i think we can all right bibliography. cool man yeah thanks so much for taking the time to do this and uh you share your thoughts hadouken yeah we'll figure figure life figure 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 fresh yeah um lance do you have anything any last like things that you want to just share with people anything you really wanted to say or whatever that you can... not really man i think you know, I think that people have had to listen to me long enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, cool. Very they want a session. Guy. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, all right. 
Yeah. Again, thank you. Really right, appreciate yeah. it. Really always uh, respected your your approach to things and your perspectives on stuff. Yeah. Glad to have you share it with people. Thanks, man. You ever want to like follow up? Hit me up. And if you're ever in Toronto, you want a session and get weird. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I always like to do that. Whenever I'm back in Canada, yeah. <laughs> in the real, in the new world. Yeah. <laughs> the new world. Yeah. All, right, All right, man. Yeah, cool. Peace, yo, thanks for the good right. chat. That was yeah. dope. Peace, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace. Peace.